Hey gang, welcome to the newest episode of Multi Multi, and we, of course, are excited to talk to you about the new Youth Ministry Podcast Network. We are a part of this amazing family of podcasts. It is five distinct podcasts with five distinct focuses, all with the same heart, to equip, encourage, and empower those who are looking to impact this generation with the gospel. So make sure that you check out Youth Ministry Podcast Network on Instagram and Twitter at Youth Ministry PN. And of course, give a listen to the rest of our friends and family in this network. We're talking about the Fringe Youth Worker Podcast, Controlled Chaos, Youth Ministry United, and Why We Stay. Check it out. Now on to the next episode of Multi Multi. Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site ministry. My name is EJ Swanson. I'm joined with my friend Joe Crabb. Hey! And today we're joined by a whole um, wonderful team from the chapel out in Illinois. Hey, chapel team, how are you guys? Hello! Good. I absolutely love it. We're excited to talk to him today. If it's the first time you're listening to Multi Multi, the vision for our podcast is to equip churches who are either entering into or already have multi-site student ministries. And we hope to share what we've learned um, today, what the chapels learned, and also what we're learning as we're um, going through what God is doing in the midst of all of us. And um, we're so excited today to um, just be able to interact with another great multi-site church across the country here. And um, why don't you guys start off and um, maybe introduce yourself quickly, um, each of you around the table, share what campus you're at, and then why don't one of you guys uh, or gals um, jump in and share a little bit about the chapel. Awesome. Reed, you start us off. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm Reed, uh, and I am at the Grays Lake campus, and I am uh, the student pastor here, one of the student pastors here. I am Liza Good, and I am the student pastor at our Lake Zurich campus. Sweet. Hey, I'm Ross Harrison, and I'm the student pastor of our Palatine campus. And I'm Anthony, and I'm a student pastor at Grays Lake, and um, I'm also in the champion role, which in the multi-site ministry thing, we're not real sure what that means, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I get to hang out with all of my friends, but um, I'm co-pastor with Reed here at the Grays Lake campus, which is kind of cool. Awesome. We've actually heard a couple other churches use that um, that language or you know the vernacular of champion at their church as well. So that's cool. You guys aren't the only one. We use um, you know central leader. Or, um, what do we what do we actually use now? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So Blanket. we have that central student director, yeah. and then mm-hmm. uh, some are student directors. Some are I'm uh, the lead student pastor here. I think I might be the only one who has that lead role. So mm-hmm. you said you guys are figuring out what champion means. <laughs> what does it currently mean? It means uh, relational equity and vision but no authority. So um, I get to potentially <laughs> rally us in a direction, and we all get to say, yeah, we'd probably go that way. Um, and so we kind of all work together to kind of figure that out. Um, but I have no authority to say, Liza, stop doing that. Start doing this. Follow. Um, got it. Yeah. So you're a, dotted, you're a dotted line to the rest of the student ministry staff across the campuses. Yeah. I just, we just got a new org chart. There are so many dotted lines on it. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about um, the chapel. Tell us about um, campuses, um, you know, whatever you guys feel like will in, be included for our listeners that they can better understand um, how the chapel functions or um, what makes you guys unique as a church in, um, in Illinois. 
Yeah, um, I'm going to hand that to Reed. Uh, Reed's been here the longest as a student pastor. So tell us a little bit about our chapel. <laughs> yeah, so the chapel uh, as a church is uh, seven campuses in the kind of northwest suburbs of Chicago. And so I would say each campus is probably within five to ten miles of one another. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it allows uh, the suburb traffic that takes a half <laughs> hour to go uh, two, three miles, be able to have a location near them that they can attend. And so we as a church really chase after this idea that we want to go after um, unity, but not uniformity. And so we really value, uh, yes, uniting around a, an overall vision of where we want to go, but we give each campus the ability to choose how they're going to express that in their community um, in the way that it makes sense. And so so that applies both in our weekend experience with adults uh, through kids, and then specifically with students, it gives us the ability to be a little open-handed with how we do student ministry, that not every location is going to look exactly the same, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of freedom for each student pastor to cater their night to what's going to serve their students and their community best as a whole. That That's great. Uh, I love having that freedom amongst the team. And you really need to. It's yeah, it's more so having those uh, those guardrail approach or that field of play. Hey, you might call this play, but we're all kind of calling them out of the same handbook and playing the same mm-hmm. game with the, the same goal in mind. And that's to, to point students to, to Christ and create that community for them. Yeah. Now, uh, what are what are some of the things at the chapel as you guys have been doing ministry together, doing student ministry together, that really works well? What is the chapel crushing it at when it comes to student ministries? I think we're we're on a curve of learning how to do it really well. Um, but we've been doing camps and retreats um, and doing them as all church deal, um, putting together. And um, actually, Liza and Reed have been leading that um, for a long time um, in how we do a process of putting us together, thinking about planning, prepping. And so our retreats and camps um, are our DNA. So we don't go to a place that has a DNA that we have to then maybe talk through like, well, we kind of believe that and kind of do that as well. But instead, we create something for our kids in our DNA for chapel students as a whole. And so that's been really uh, neat as I've come on the team to learn the process of multi-site student ministry, creating retreats and camps together. I see that you guys um, do your summer camp up in uh, in Wisconsin, um, Silver Birch Ranch, and um, it's an absolutely beautiful camp. I've been there before. Yeah. Do you guys do your uh, Do you guys do your other retreats there as well? No, so we uh, we do go up to Silver Birch Ranch during the summers and um, love that, but we actually stick more local with our winter retreats. And so since it. it takes us about five hours, I believe, <laughs> through the bus, um, just because it's a weekend, we, we tend to stick closer to home. And so we have a few retreat centers kind of near us within 30-minute range that we stick to. Yep. Awesome. What do you guys, what do you guys think, um, as you've been you know, highlighting even just for the last minute or two that camps and retreats are one of the things that you guys have dialed in. What have you found is the most difficult part is that from your standpoint at a multi-site church? Hmm. I'd say we're still um, learning. Um, As a church, um, Liza kind of gave us an overview before we actually got on the podcast about what our church has gone through um, a little bit. And we we started out probably as, would you call it a seeker-sensitive? I mean, Yes, very seeker-sensitive yeah. So church. we started out 20, 25 years ago as a seeker-sensitive yeah. church and have really, in the last uh, five years, really made a move to um, a more of a kingdom um, theology. And that, okay. that movement, um, it lost a lot of people. 
um, hmm. and it shook the tree. And, um, and then we needed to get really laser focused on our vision of what are we going to be about and what are we not going to be about. And in that, um, our camps and retreats then have kind of taken that scope as well. And so we are kind of coming into the DNA of what the chapel is and really getting after that. And so I would say um, right now we're really leaning into something. We just had a conference call last uh, yesterday about it, that we're going to start planning our camps and retreats um, less hands-on and more lightweight, low-maintenance. And um, for us, one of the things that we say for any of our gatherings is that um, we want to focus on three movements um, in the gathering, which is the presence, the revelation, and the breakthrough. And so often um, the worship team is bringing the presence of God and helping us um, to encounter that, and the communicator is bringing the revelation of that. And then um, the campus pastor um, or whoever's leading kind of the end of the service kind of helps us with the breakthrough. Is the kingdom of God breaking through in any moment here? And so normally we do this idea of a, a themed camp. And this year we're actually, instead of doing themes where we really plan out, really think through and really hand the speaker a lot of um, thoughts and ideas and response ideas. And we're really moving to this um, presence revelation breakthrough and we're not sure how it's going to go, we're kind of gripping yeah, onto yeah. it. And we're saying, okay, speaker, would you bring the revelation? And we trust you. And we trust your connection to God and Amen. the Spirit. Yeah. And you, Maybe. Yeah, you, you tell us what you're thinking, and we'll work around that. And let's, yeah. let's go, um, go for broke on what we think God's saying to you. And then the same thing for worship leaders. Hey, um, would you bring the songs that you think is going to help our students enter the presence of God the best? And we're going to trust you to do that. There's some management still going on it, um, but we're going to okay. trust that. And then the same thing with Breakthrough is um, our spiritual directors of the camp then will own that piece. So we're nervous about that. We're also really expectant and excited about it. Yeah, I love that. So those are, we share those three words one more time for the listeners to hear as they kind of write that down. I've not heard that framework before. Uh, so after you share those three words, is that something you guys came up with, something you guys have heard somewhere else? Yeah, um, so it's presence, revelation, and breakthrough. And that is the model that we do every service, adult or student or kids. We want um, every place to be a place where um, the kingdom of God breaks in. And, um, and so um, that's... That's the theology that we hold to, that we believe that the kingdom of God is at hand and breaking in. And if that's true, well, then let's get ready for that. But let's let the people who are working on the presence work on the presence. And breakthrough and revelation happen during worship sometimes. Some people, um, you know, really sense God's presence in there, but they also maybe get a a word where they're like, man, I just really feel encouraged by the Lord. And so some revelation kind of came through. But then we tell the speaker to really focus in on that um, revelation and be spending time with the Lord to give the people what they think that the Lord is telling them. And then the breakthrough is just kind of this idea that at the back of every service, um, if you're familiar with the vineyard model, um, they call it ministry time. But it's just this yeah. time to say, hey, you just heard something. What, what, do you, what would you say God is saying to you or might ask you to yeah. do or take a next step? That yeah. kind of deal. No, that's that's neat. I've I've not heard of that framework before in uh, in the service flow and planning. And you kind of uh, hit a little bit at you know when moving away from some hands on into a lighter lighter model there of giving some more freedom uh, to the uh, to those who are owning those specific roles. And maybe that's it, more freedom and more ownership. 
uh, holistically. And um, that sounds that sounds great. How has that been on a team level as you guys have kind of shifted focus a bit as some of you guys have been there for a year, a couple of years, as that's kind of fleshed itself out? Uh, what's been maybe some of those tensions or figuring out? And uh, have you guys been playing nice, essentially? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would say on that. Um, Typically, I think when we looked at, at having to be very glued to a theme and trying to come up with that concept, um, I think it felt uh, pretty overwhelming for, our, for the person who normally sat in the spiritual director role. Uh, and so when we've shifted to this, I think a lot of people have actually embraced it because it's, it's given... Um, more opportunity for the individuals that are ultimately going to be on the platform and, and, and giving the revelation, bringing the presence, um, that they don't feel so... Uh, like pigeonholed. Yeah, pigeonholed or, yeah. or just handcuffed would be the, the way to put it. It's yeah, just given you. a lot yeah. of freedom for those people to be trusted and to, to, to give their leadership room to actually uh, mm -hmm. express itself as the mm -hmm. spirit leads and as the kingdom comes. Um, and so I think that that piece of it has been really, really a welcoming um, uh, idea and thought because because there's not as much on one person's shoulders, but it's more so something they get to do with a team of people, and that person really gets to bring their DNA rather than, um, especially for our summer camps, we usually bring in outside speakers uh, for that. Uh, when it comes to worship, that's usually in-house, but for an outside speaker, uh, sure, there's a benefit to us giving you a, hey, this is where we're going, this is where we're headed, can you do this? But there's also, I think, a huge benefit to say, hey, we trust as you pray and you lean into <laughs> what, what God wants you to do and what God wants to do in this week, uh, that... Uh, uh, you can bring the best of that, and you can bring what is naturally coming within your heart rather than trying to become what we're trying to shape yeah. it to be. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, as Joe and I get to speak at camps and stuff, we get to, um, you know, back and forth as our team, which I'm sure as, as you guys do too, we talk and we're like, hey, what, you know, where would you go with this? Their theme is this or their theme is that. And mm -hmm. it's always like, you know, the opportunity to just like, fist pump and be like, wow, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Um, when a church says, hey, you're coming and you're going to share yeah. instead of putting them in this box that the church dreamed of, yep. um, you say, hey, you're the communicated communicator. We've vetted you. We've seen what God has done through mm -hmm. you. Yep. We trust you. Yeah. Um, we just want you to lay the gospel out clearly yeah. for our students, for our leaders, challenge them. And a lot of times, uh, I feel like from our standpoint, at least as we've talked over the years, Joe, that's where we've seen the, at least the most fruit in our ministry as we've gone. So you guys, I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, yeah. I think that's a great move and would love to hear the follow-up from that. I I've heard somebody say it before. You end up finding yourself sovereignly surprised uh, like, wow <laughs> like we kind of just let god you kind of let god just step in and do that and again you did your due diligence like ej said yeah. of vetting that person or having those conversations and them asking those questions about your context and your students but that's that's sweet that's uh that sounds like an exciting thing always is when you step into something new like that so yeah and you know it, as go ahead, go as ahead. we talk about the good I'll, always there's stuff that's um tough in multi-site ministry mm -hmm. all ministry at that um or stuff that needs to be worked on why don't you guys shed a little bit of light uh, on the context within the chapel right now where you guys are identifying some of those things that you need to to work on or that are just not functioning the way you guys want to and what you're thinking about that right now. Uh, so I think one of the things that we're, we're working on that we see at our camps and our retreats sometimes is that some of our campuses have live student worship in their uh, student experiences and some of our campuses don't just based on uh, size or funding, different things like that. And so sometimes we end up running into when we go to camp, we've got students who aren't used to a live worship experience that all of a sudden 
even don't know how to interact with that. Or, um, you know, we've got students who are on a, a very extreme of students that can go really deep, really fast, and some that don't even understand what's happening, why, you know, why students are raising their hands or why students are getting on their knees. Like they don't. And so, uh, one of the things we're working on is how do we bring that through our normal every week student experience so that it's not an extreme for camp. Yeah. I'd agree. And I think that it also just comes into each of us at our different campuses, knowing our different worship environments, even on a Sunday morning, uh, versus a midweek or, or, or student night, um, knowing that we need to continually cast vision to our worship band or worship team that's going to be leading that weekend experience uh, or, or, you know, um, summer camp experience and just say, hey, here's where my students are. Could you uh, continually encourage them to interact in this way? Yeah. And it really won't, you know, be, it'll be a benefit for my students. It's actually like not a, you know, it's it's good for students who are, you know, naturally yeah. experiencing that on a weekly basis. Um, it's, it's both and, I think. So, just continually speak up and just cast that vision, I think, is good, too. And yeah. we're learning that. Yeah, we're learning to coach our, our our worship leaders to help coach our students, even and our student pastors, as we yeah. step into that room. And uh, as as they do that well from the stage, I think everybody can enter in. We had a kind of a crash and burn at our retreat um, for some of Liza's kids that yeah. um, we just went deep quick with the worship. and They were not prepared. <laughs> they were like, what are, what's going on? Why are... I don't know. So unpack yeah, that a little you, bit more. When you that, say yeah. go deep, you guys started off. Um, yeah. How th- how thick was the haze? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, pretty thick. <laughs> um, but um, in, you know, you get into a camp, and the first song, you're like, "Here I live in us." And you know, the beats per minute are way up, and the jumping. In, but it was um, the band was like, "Here we go," and like went to a slow song, and it was like a pouring out and crying out of their hearts through song but for like you can you can say it was reckless love that's okay. yeah. <laughs> reckless love but it was like minutes. for 40, 40 minutes. minutes yeah yeah and and for Got those it. who don't worship live on on their regular campus experience that even for me i was like we're still doing this yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And was that middle school, high school, both? That was high school. High school primarily, high yeah. School. And just a lot of, even still, yeah. even still, yeah. Yeah, some of that just um, inviting students into a an experience where they've actually never practiced before, like right. getting on their knees or, or raising their hands, um, you know, just in, in shouting out God's goodness. I think those are all good things that we mm-hmm. should encourage our students to, experiencing God in a different way in that. But uh, maybe some of our Definitely. students, even students that are, are newer to our campuses, had never experienced yeah. in that way. Maybe in different ways, but just not in that way. So, I, I hand signaled Joe and I said, "I'm I'm just going to ask: um, Are you guys a little bit um, more on the charismatic style of worship?" And that was part of the startle for students. They just maybe they weren't churched and weren't uh, used to experiencing the spirit moving that way. Um, I don't know that that's true because if you come to our weekend okay. experience, uh, we are sorry, we are probably on the charismatic side of things, um, not in the negative way. Um, John sure. John Wimber calls it the radical middle. So okay, um, and I would say that's where we find ourselves. That we are interested in the kingdom of God breaking in. Um, we are not interested in um, slaying people in the spirit and <laughs> right and, and getting weird and they get get we weird. don't slay in that way. Right. Yeah. So um, so we're kind of in that. But um, I would say um, if you walked into just a standard gathering, there would be people raising their hands and singing, and there might be a few right. people walking yeah. over and saying, 
hey, I just got this sense that maybe this might be for you, and I just wanted to share that with you. And so that happens. Um, but I think what it was was it was the longevity and no clear direction of why we're doing this for 45 minutes. And even for us, we were like, oh, I hear it. They weren't invited in. Yeah. They yes. weren't. Yeah, they yeah. weren't set yeah. up well. They weren't ushered in, yeah. so to say. Yeah. Uh, now, within that, as you guys have evaluated that, what are some of the things that, when it comes to summer camp, that you're going to look to execute differently, both leading up to that experience and with uh, informing the worship leaders? Have you guys had some of those conversations as to what those changes need to need to be and will be? Yeah, we, we got a, um, on our call yesterday, we just wrote a big list of feedback for them. It said, hey, we're going to invite these people to come back, and um, here's the feedback. Hey, we need some more clear instruction, um, invitation. We need, um, actually, we want a hyper set at the front end so we get expectations up, yep. um, and uh, we can work our way to depth. Um, and here's the tension that we sit in. Like a good violin string, it needs the right amount of tension, but we we want them to be in charge of presence. Yep. But we also want to be in charge of presence. Right. And so you're like, uh, what? how do we do this dance really well? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, I, it is a lot know, of just expecting, no, you know, casting that vision again, expecting, saying, hey, here's what I would like to see um, happen, but I trust you to kind of put it together for us. Mm-hmm. Um, here's where we did fall short in this last experience, and here's where we wouldn't like to fall short. Uh, again in this next experience. So I think um, given us just evaluating and saying, hey, here's clearly where we didn't feel right and here's where we feel like we could feel right goes a long way for still trusting someone in that cycle of, hey, bring the presence of God however you feel he's leading you to yeah. and, in this moment. And I love you. And, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Amen. and that's and, and that's the the other end of it is that we can't be afraid to share that because at the end of the day, you know, we are wanting to have those students um, grow in their relationship with Christ and their understanding and experience yep. the kingdom, and and so we we do we have to be shepherds of that, and at times that's giving that clear direction to uh, to to those that are are stepping in for that experience for that weekend or that weekend, and so you know one of the things I, I share with Anthony that we uh, we did a, a four part series on retreats very much like you guys, we run our own retreats and it's our own DNA. And I know one of the things that we found in the end of having the live worship uh, at some of our campus, but not all, is looking to get those songs set for the week or weekend a little bit earlier so we can put together mm-hmm. that Spotify playlist and get it out to students That's so good. that way they can kind of gain some familiarity. Because we also know for some of our students, they just don't listen to worship music <laughs> regularly. Mm-hmm. And so, but worship's going to be a big part of what they're going to experience during that week or weekend. And so that's one of the things that we've, in that same sense, we've had a similar issue before um, trying to address it. But mm-hmm. I'll just plug uh, listening to the four-part saga hey! that is our retreat yeah. episode. So. <laughs> you know, I, I think one of the, the things that we've learned by doing this podcast as well as, you know, Woodside having so many different campuses um, is that we're always learning from one another. And as, yeah. And as we're doing that, um, I think Joe and I, as well as Kim, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today, she was out at one of our further campuses, um, is that 
Joe and I have learned substantially by others asking us what we're learning or what we've processed in a specific topic. What mistakes and, we've made. <laughs> yeah, because there's a ton. And um, we always like when we kind of bring another church, a multi-site church on to, to give an opportunity to say, hey, um, have you guys walked through this situation? What did you guys do in that? And, and how did it work out? Is there anything like that that you guys have been thinking on as we've been preparing for um, the podcast time? and that type of thing that maybe you guys have been tossing around that we could try and dive in for you guys? Uh, let's think for a second. <laughs> We're talking about on the mistake side of things? Yeah, things that we... Oh, and yeah, anything or anything, any question we might that you learn, guys have. learn for, from them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm looking over our list that I sent out to everyone. <laughs> I mean, I think one, we, we do something here, but I would love to maybe hear, because uh, you guys have all 14 campuses that come to the same summer camp together at the same time. Is that correct? Yeah, it's ours is could best be described as like a mission camp. So, okay. you know, we do, we serve all throughout the day. And then at night we have a session morning, we have devotionals, that type of thing. But okay. we do our retreat, like our high school retreat is all those campuses mm-hmm. coming together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that we'll, if, if we want to, we can talk about it later, but um, we do something specific during our camps uh, for campuses to have their own moment. Um, and so I would love to hear how do you guys uh, in the midst of everyone coming together, how do you give moments for for individual campuses to journey through um, either debriefing the week or um, just having, we call them campus times. Um, Do you guys have any moments within your retreat structure that you guys currently try to make individualistic to uh, a campus to just kind of have a pause from the whole group being together and just try to apply it specifically to the campus? Yeah, so we, we've had that built in, and for years it's looked like different things. Uh, so in the past, what it did is we would actually do, um, after lunch uh, in our schedule, we would all go back to where we had our sessions at, and we did uh, a testimony time or stories or so on. And so students would come up, and we had leaders kind of select some students beforehand, so you had some. Uh, they would uh, they would come up and share a bit about what God did in their life for that weekend. And we'd also spend some time there uh, in prayer as well, both for those students and for all of our students. And as we've continued to, to grow, uh, and and wanting to foster that same sense of community, but really giving it back to the campuses. We have done something uh, similar in that regard to campus time. And so at the end of our last session, and uh, usually after our sessions, we would have small group time, but in this sense, we would just have campus time. And we put up on the screen everywhere that they're supposed to go across the, the, <laughs> the campgrounds, and they would have that specific time. The difficulty that's arise, and I've, I've, it's one of those moments when you're sitting in the room and you're like, this is the direction we're going, and I see it being a win for all these other folks, but I don't see it being a win for me. So with my context as being the lead student pastor at Troy, which is our largest campus, is that it's really hard to do a significant campus time with 200 students. Right. And so it's nice for that the campus who's they've got 20 students and so on and so forth. But 200 students, how do you really make the most out of that? Where do you even put them at? Because for a while we weren't even we weren't doing it back in our uh, our session area because we were tearing it all down. And so 200 students sitting on a gym floor uh, <laughs> wasn't really wasn't really the best. And so we tried a couple of different things where. 
we did it by grades in the gym for my mm. campus. <laughs> and so we kind of had the four marks of the the gym and freshmen were here, sophomores here, juniors, seniors, and then we kind of came together. So try to get that same sort of feel of, you know, sharing what God did, having that accountability, having that community with those people. Um, but I've, I've just, on our end, what we were able to do this year that's worked out best for us is from the other campuses, it still is working very well for them. They scatter around the camp. They lead out that time well, uh, and they have those students come up and share, and they they sh maybe share a thought. They pray together as a campus. Uh, I got up on stage. We were able to do it where we had our sessions at um, the band, and our, our Kim is the person who makes that call. I uh, said, you know what? We'll just tear down afterwards because it's really going to be best as opposed to moving 250 people across over to the gym uh, to just go ahead and say, stay here. Troy's going to do their campus time in here. I was able to get up and, and share some. And then I always point them back to small group. Uh, and then the following week when we do programming, that's really when we do our campus time. That's when we get students up, we champion um, those stories, we share, we spend time in prayer, we watch the recap video. And again, they do it again in small group time to get the, the accountability and, um, hey, what has God been doing the three, four, seven, ten days after that retreat? So that's, uh, that's the long and short. But I share the variations of it because I know at times you might hear an idea of like, oh, what if we did try that? Because we've had that same issue or we were where you're at currently, but we kind of like where you guys were at the past when we did Maybe we should bring everybody together. And so, um, but yeah, that's kind of the uh, the long and short of what our campus time has been in those significant moments. So I've seen I've seen some other churches as well, just you know, being there speaking. What they do is um as they plan, they send and we've we've experienced this a little bit. Um, we've sent a leader or maybe one of the student pastors back early to meet with parents at the campus. And, um, you know, depending on the timeline of things, when they get back on the bus, they've had students take a note card and write down what they experienced or what God did through them or in them that weekend. And then they set up a moment where they're going to sing the highlight song from the retreat or the one that everybody was just going crazy of at their campus together, again, if that fits. And then the students have an opportunity to talk through that moment before they even go home uh, with their parent. It, give, it gives this, the uh, team a little bit of time to unpack all the luggage as the buses come back so parents aren't just sitting there and there's this mad dash, as well as it gets parents there early to say, hey, this is what God did in a whole bunch of our students this weekend collaboratively, but as um, they're back here, here's a couple things that you can talk to them about. You know, the first message was on this. The second message was on this. Um, we saw God do these things, and I've seen that in a few different settings work out really well. Again, the big, the, the hardest part to that, I think, that I've seen is everybody's exhausted. The kids want to get right home. Yeah. The parents want to pick up their kids up. But it's um, it's worked in some settings. So I think those are a few different scenarios that could could work for that. And if any of you guys out there listening have an awesome uh, scenario that you guys would share with either us here, uh, our team at Woodside, or the chapel out in Illinois, we would absolutely love that. I think, Joe, I 
am consistently blown away what God is doing with um, multi-site churches across the country, whether it be East Coast or down South or out West. And Mm -hmm. it's just really neat to see. And uh, if any of you guys uh, would love to connect with the chapel team and maybe uh, bounce some stuff back and forth off of them, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you guys? Either it be social media or, um, you know, a general email or somebody on the team wants to jump up and say, hey, I'll be the point of contact for that. Yeah, um, we have students at chapel.org. It's just kind of our general, and it kind of gets flooded into um, our admin friend. Um, and so that, that's the easy one to kind of jump in and connect with us. Um, it's funny, all of our social medias are all over the place. <laughs> we're all in different venues and, um, and run our own deal. So we're the franchise model, but we can kind of do what we want. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's awesome. Well, you guys, it's been so awesome having you on the show today. We look forward to, um, to chatting with you guys in the future, maybe seeing you guys at one of the different conferences or something that comes up. And we just um, cannot thank you guys enough for sharing a little bit of wisdom with us, what God's doing in the midst of you guys, and then also um, giving us an opportunity to share what God's doing here at Woodside. So thanks so much, and we're thankful for you guys. We hope that everybody listening has a great day. Would you do us a favor and go ahead and share uh, this episode? episode or leave us a comment. And as always, um, we're just uh, so blessed that you as listeners um, would be in this journey with us. And if there's anything we can do to serve you, um, come alongside you and your ministry, we would absolutely love that. We love you guys. God loves you more. Have an awesome day. Bye. 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 Bye.